St. Croix is the largest of the Virgin Islands. This is What Good, brought to you by Talking Tales and hosted by storyteller Keisha Christie. Oral traditions is an inaugural part of who we are and preserves our culture. Join us every week as we gather and we share stories and talk culture. Gather together your family and friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, What Good. Welcome to another episode of What Good. I'm your storyteller, Keisha Christie. And in this episode, we are talking culture and sharing stories from the island of St. Croix. Join us as we dive into the nitty gritty. St. Croix is the largest of the Virgin Islands. It is located southeast of Puerto Rico and just south of St. Thomas. The culture in St. Croix is a mixture of native Carib, Taino, African, European, and American. The people are known as Crucians, and the language spoken is predominantly English, but you'll also find Danish and Spanish as well spoken on the island. I love to learn about islands based on their national dishes. (laughs) I don't know what it is, probably because I'm a big foodie at heart, but the national dish for St. Croix is called potfish and fungi. It is fried fish served with a cornmeal similar to cuckoo and it is often served with steamed veggies as well. Now that we've talked, spoken a little bit about where St. Croix is located, we talked about the culture and the languages spoken there, not to mention their national dish. Let's talk about some fun facts about St. Croix. Did you know that St. Croix is home to the oldest baobab tree in the Caribbean? This tree is native to South America. Africa and resides on the island of St. Croix. Funny, the nickname for St. Croix is Twin City. Now I couldn't find the reason why it is called Twin City, so I'm going to reach out to some friends of St. Croix Heritage who will be able to share that with us on another date. But for now, let us talk about its largest agriculture fair. St. Croix has the largest agricultural fair in the Caribbean called AgriFest. It's a three-day festival where they show off locally grown produce, tell stories, showcase folk dress and folk dancing. There are a lot of things happen at this three-day festival, which usually takes place in February. It is definitely an exciting event to attend. We are going to revisit St. Croix once again because there are a number of amazing storytellers that I would definitely like to speak with, invite, as well as share their stories. And I'm going to share one of them with you this evening. So let's get into the stories. Stories come from far and wide. Some for you, some for me, something for everybody. This first story is one that will be familiar to most of us. It involves Anansi. This story is called Anansi and Firefly. One day, Firefly came to visit Anansi. Anansi, Firefly asked, would you like to come out with me tonight and collect eggs? Hmm, Anansi was delighted. So that night, Anansi and Firefly went into the darkness to collect eggs for their dinner. Firefly would shine his light into the night and in this way, Anansi could find the eggs easily. But each time they came to a collection of eggs, Anansi would take all of them and put them in his bag, leaving none for Firefly. Finally, Firefly grew tired of this 
and said, Anansi, this is not fair. I shine my light and you take all of the eggs and I have none. Give me some. But, Anansi said, these eggs are mine. I have put them in my bag. Firefly grew angry and flew off into the night. Well, now, that left Anansi alone and he could not see. He stumbled through the darkness looking for his home. Finally, Anansi bumped into a doorway and he called out, Godfather, are you home? To see if anybody was there. Didn't really work out the way Anansi had thought because he was in the home of Tiger, whom Anansi had fooled many, many times before. He decided to be clever. Hello, godson. Please come in. Anansi was frightened when he saw whose home it was, but he pretended not to notice. Look, um, godfather, I have brought you some supper. Tiger looked into Anansi's bag and saw the eggs in there. He called his wife to put the pot on the stove and bring it to a boil. Come, godson, sit by the fire. Anansi came and sat down by the fire. He watched nervously as Tiger put all of the eggs from the bag into the boiling pot. He said nothing. Family ate all the eggs in the pot. They did not offer him one. Anansi's stomach growled, but he stayed silent. For he didn't want to anger Tiger, so he watched as Tiger and his family ate each one of the eggs. Well, godson, Tiger said after his family had eaten all of Anansi's eggs. That was delicious. Please stay with us. You may sleep by the fire. My family would love to have you for breakfast. Anansi was not at all sure what Tiger meant by that. But when Tiger smiled and flashed his sharp teeth at him, Anansi thought he had an, it. He had an idea. Hmm. Oh no, Godfather, Anansi said. I must be going. But we insist. Tiger flashed his toothy grin once again. And Anansi stayed shivering by the fire. Tiger went over and placed a lobster in the boiling pot when Anansi wasn't looking. We left you some eggs, godson. Help yourself. We must go and get some sleep now. With that, Tiger went over to his bed and pretended to sleep with his family. Anansi sat watching for a while and then the growling in his belly got, got louder and louder till it definitely got the best of him. So he crawled up to the pot and reached in to grab a bite and ouch! Mm, it bite me! What's that? Tiger called out, laughing to himself. Oh, oh, nothing, Godfather. Good night, Anansi said. Anansi waited again. Then he reached in the pot again. Ouch! He got another bite. Oh, Anansi was very, very hungry, but the lobster kept snapping at him. Oh, owie! Anansi cried. It bite me again. Tiger jumped up and growled. You have awakened my family and now I will bite you. With that, Tiger jumped at Anansi, who ran as quickly as he could from the house. Anansi ran and ran, bumping and stumbling all the way home. But never, ever again did Anansi take all of the eggs for himself. This next story was shared with me by Auntie Janice. 
I really like this one. This story is called The Dumpling Tree. Often, have you ever wondered why dogs and cats can't get along? They're always bickering with each other all the time. Well, <laughs> there is an African folk tale that tells you one story. Well, let me turn your ear to another. No, Tukuma is a dog. And Tukuma likes to behave in certain ways. But as a dog, him living the dog life. And we can agree that Lion is, well, a big cat, right? So let me tell you how this story goes. <laughs> Once a long time ago, there was a famine in the land. It was hard to find food. And everybody was struggling to find a little morsel to eat. Well, everybody started to notice how Lion wasn't becoming as scrawny and, uh, and slim like everybody else. As a matter of fact, Lion was looking lean and a little thick. So Tokuma thought to himself, what could Lion be eating? So Tokuma asked, Everybody he found, what is lion eating? You think I could get me some? And everybody said they don't know, they don't know, they don't know. Well, Tukuma took it upon himself to go and ask lion for sure. Find out what it is that he's eating and if he could get some. So one day Tukuma took up himself and he went to lion and he said, Lion, you are handsome and strong. And I couldn't help but notice... In times where food is hard to find, you're looking firm, healthy. What, what are you eating? Mm. Lion said, Tokuma, I can't tell you. That is a secret. Oh, Lion, come on, my friend, share with all of us, because I would like to get a little some, a little something. I'm hungry like everyone else, but share with me where you're getting your food and so I could get a little bit. Lion said, well, it's a long journey. You sure you want to come? Mm-hmm. Tukuma said, yes, yes, man. Me come. All right. Make sure you come here tomorrow as the first cock crow and we will head out. Tukuma agreed. But as night came down, Tukuma decided that he wasn't going to get left behind. So he took up his bag and he went and lied on and Lion's step. So you see, early in the morning before the sun really rose too high, Lion come out and saw Tukuma on the step. He said, Tukuma, what are you doing here? It's too early. The cock didn't crow yet. Tukuma said, well, Lion, I didn't want to get left behind and I didn't want to slow us up. So I'm here now. Lion said, it's a good idea. And the two started on their journey. Now they walked and walked and walked. They walked till the sun began to rise higher and higher. And Tukuma said, boy, Lion, this is a very long walk. I, I don't think I can make it all the way. Maybe I should just rest here. Lion said, no, no, come on. And Tukuma said, boy, Lion, whew, it's a lot of work. Mm, I think I need to rest. Maybe, maybe we just turn back now because I'm more hungry and it seemed like it very far. Lion said, no, Tukuma, come, it's not too far. 
And so they kept walking. They walked all the way to the other side of the island. And when Tukuma looked up, Tukuma looked up and he saw a tree. And in the tree, it was full of dumpling. Tukuma looked up and said, what is this? Lion, you sent me to a tree full of flour. I could find flour. Nobody want to eat flour. I eat meat. Where is the meat? Lion said, don't watch that. Lion climbed up into the tree and said to Tukuma, take your bag and fill it with the dumpling I dropped down from the tree. Well, you know, dumpling, when they're hot and fluffy and nice, when the dumpling dropped down, Tukuma catch the first one. And when he smell it, what? This dumpling smell like roast goat. Oh, and he went to put it in the bag, but thought, let me just take a bite. <laughs> He took one bite. Boy, it didn't just smell like rose goat. It tastes like rose goat too. <laughs> Tukuma ate it all. Then Lion threw down another one. Boy, this one hot and nice and smell like, smell like roast pork. Oh, Tukuma couldn't help himself and take one bite. I was going to put it in the bag, but boy, that tasted so good. Oh, he ate that one too. And lion kept throwing down, and this one smelled like aki. This one smelled like boy. Tukuma belly just get bigger and bigger. And then when he looked, he realized there's only two dumplings in the bottom of the bag, and it looked like lion almost finished. So Tukuma start boy. He needs a little more time. He see lion start climb down and say, lion, what about those ones way way at the top there, over upon the left side? Lion climbed up. And reach and reach for the dumplings over there, sir. In the meantime, Tukuma start take stone and put into the bag. So when that one come down, oh, this one smell like breadfruit. This one smell like mango. And then put them in sugar cake and the like. And he put them in the bag. So now Lion finally come out of the tree. And Tukuma felt like the bag would be weighty enough. Lion and Tukuma start to walk. Back to Lion House and boy, Tukuma was so full. And you know when you eat just the right amount, or maybe a little bit more, you start to feel well, tired and sleepy. And Tukuma's trying to pull the bag. And Lion said, Tukuma, why are you so slow? Boy, Lion are tired. Lion get frustrated and start to pull the bag. And when he pulled the bag, the bag got hitched on a, on a rock. And the more lion pulls, the more the bag stretch and stretch and stretch until the bag rip. And waiting drop out. Not one dumpling, but pure rock stone drop out of the bag. And lion take one look at Tukuma. And he said, Rawr! you ate all of the dumpling. And Tukuma said, no, 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 there's, there's a few there. Lion lunged after Tukuma, grabbed him by his belly and squeezed. And when he squeezed the dumpling, them just pop out. And boy, let me tell you, when Lion gave a little release, Tukuma took off running and he ran and ran and ran until he was far out of sight. And you see, this is one of the reasons why dog and cat can't get along. Cat can never trust dog. <laughs> the wheels bend and the story end.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of What Good. Join us next week as we upload new episodes every Tuesday for your enjoyment. Wait, before we go, let me share this with you. Storytime with Keisha is available on the Talking Tales YouTube channel. Yes, Talking T-A-L-K-I-N. T-A-L-E-S on YouTube. Folktales come alive with Storytime with Keisha. Check us out on all of our social media channels as well as a new episode of this podcast, Walk Good, uploaded every Tuesday. For now, gather your family and your friends, learn something new, reminisce about the old days, and most of all, Walk Good.